So some patrons wrote us, Birdo, and asked us to talk about Pokemon Go. Oh. And since we always oblige the patrons of the podcast, let's Pokemon Go. Let's go! This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a professor and a licensed therapist. My name is Umberto Castaña. I collect rare Japanese creatures. So Pokemon Go. It's about one month of the age of Pokemon Go. There has been lots of media coverage. And so I thought, let's talk about it. What a phenomenon, huh? Yeah. Do you play it? No. Okay. I, I never got into Pokemon. Well, it's me neither. I mean, I knew of Pokemon because of my nieces and younger people, and I had clients who were kids, right. and they were super into Pokemon. And I knew of the games, you know, mainly the different Game Boy games, like yeah. Sapphire. And Red and Blue. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I knew about it as well, but right. I, and, and I, I probably watched one cartoon one time. Actually, that I watched a lot because there was a time when... I didn't. For most of my life, I've never had cable. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't want to waste my time on TV. And so, but sometimes when you're eating a sandwich for lunch, you just want to sit in front of the TV and watch something, you know? That's right. And so, one of the only things on in the afternoon <laughs> was Pokemon. Was Pokemon, <laughs> and and incidentally, Yu Gi Oh. Oh, okay. Um, and so I, I watched a fair amount of Pokemon, and I didn't know that Yu Gi Oh was also a TV show. I, I I knew it was a card game, but I didn't know. Right. It was. So yeah. So Pokemon's also a card game. Right. And I always felt you know some kinship with it since it's Japanese. Sure. You know, Pocket Monster. Right. I don't know if everyone knows that, but that's what Pokemon <laughs> means. Well, game. my my recent favorite game on on iPhone is. Uh, Pocket Mortys. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Rick and Morty game. Oh, is it a real game? Yeah, it's oh. a real game. <laughs> where you collect uh, different dimensional Mortys and you fight, you battle them against each other. Is it uh, augmented reality? No. Oh. It's, that's why I play it. <laughs> so it's released uh, July 5th, which is just over a month ago. And if, like six days later on July 11th, I'd been hearing things. I'd seen it on Reddit. I'd you know seen pictures on Reddit of people right. posting stuff. And I was like, what's going on? There's, there's some sort of Pokemon game that's, that's happening right now. And you know, normally I'm not uh, a sucker for that kind of stuff. So, But something happened on that night on 7-Eleven. And I downloaded it. And you know, me and a bunch of other people just started playing it. <laughs> And instantly, I Wrote. loved it. Yeah, I was. We were all, you know, wandering around the neighborhood that night, trying to get Pokemon, and <laughs> and it was it was really fun. Uh, and you know, me and everyone around me became super obsessed with it. I got my parents into it. My, you know, <laughs> my grandma died recently. Oh yes, and uh, we all went to Spokane because that's where she lived, and you know, uh, she was 101, so. It's not like it was a tragedy. She lived a long, great life. Right. And my family knows each other pretty well. And so when we get together, it's, it's, it's kind of like a party. Mm-hmm. So even though it was a funeral memorial, and there were some somber moments for sure, the most, most of the time it was like, like a big party for right. all of us family members. And Pokemon played a big part of that. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, she would have liked to, to know that the family was uh, having fun together. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the psychology, but first, let's talk about the safety issues. I can absolutely see myself walking into traffic or off of a cliff or something. When I first started playing this game, 
I mean, you know, there are times when I'm staring at my phone too much anyway. Yeah. But when you're playing Pokemon, I mean, it it really grabs your attention. <laughs> and so, and a lot of the Pokemon are in the world. Right. Next to the street. Right. You know, I'll be walking down the sidewalk with cars whizzing by, <laughs> and I'm just staring at my phone. I could easily just see myself turning right into traffic. Right. And so along those lines, you know, what have you heard stories of people? Yeah, well, the biggest thing was the um, – it came out while I was – either while I was just leaving or while I was in Colombia, meaning well, I, I was going on my trip or I was already on my trip. Side note about Colombia. Did you read the new news about Yes, this? the FARC uh, yeah. peace agreement. But I heard it that – other such things have happened in the past, and so we're skeptical of it until it actually proves. Well, there, there's never been this particular agreement. They, what they've done is they've done peace treaties with the right-wing militias and other smaller uh, insurgent groups, but this one was by far the largest. And the problems is that they have had, uh, like, for example, when they made the peace treaties with the right-wing militias, those people were you know, thugs that knew nothing but how to be criminals, so they formed new criminal syndicates. However, and I was just reading this this morning, uh, the violence is at a record low, af- even after that, and even after those. So it's like you trade some bads for other bads, but in this case, it might be for the best. Huh, great. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. It's been, what, 52 years of, of war? Yeah. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dead. Yep. And... Pointless ridiculousness. It wasn't pointless when they started the movement, because it was you know it legitimate, uh, a, like an atrocity of a layered system of oppression. But anti-fascist, like like a populist. Ri- yeah, it was a rising. populist rising. But then it, it got as most things that can get into contact with money. It got very corrupted by the influence of the drug money. Yeah. I heard a similar thing. Did you see that Ukrainian documentary about? No. Well, you've heard of it, right? I think Which it, one? I think it won an Oscar. It, they it's it's where they the populist uprising overthrew the government. This was just like four or five years ago. I didn't see that. What was that called? Uh, what's it called? I can't remember. But, I want to see that. But it's amazing. You know, many people died, and I know a Ukrainian guy. And I was like talking. I was like, man, I saw this amazing documentary. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, so what's the story? And he's like, well, even though it was a wonderful thing that the, you know, the the popular, you know, the 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 people struck back at this very unfair president and got him and overthrew him, immediately some other crook took over. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like terrible. Anyway, getting back to Pokemon Go. Uh, so what were you saying? I was going to say that one of the big concerns that I was hearing about was uh, people stalking other other players to rob them because they knew, okay, we know the general area where some of these things are going to spawn. So, okay, let's just wait. People are going to show up. Yeah. We can rob them. Yeah. And that happened apparently quite a bit. Right. Um, right. In so, some areas. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can lure people to particular areas. That's one thing. If you uh, There's literal lures that you can place and then people come running and then you can rob them. Yeah. Also, two drunk young men fell off a cliff, apparently. Uh, another one, which isn't really a safety issue, is a dude found an unconscious woman in a car. She was drunk driving and passed out, and then he called the cops, and they oh, came wow. and helped her. That happened to me once, actually. I was on a walk uh, near Green Lake in Wallingford, and I, I, I walk by this car, and it's parked 
you know, on the street, uh, parallel parked, but just really terribly. Uh-huh. Like half the car is like sticking out into the road. And I look in the car, and there's a woman completely passed out. Oh, my God. And in, and if she was parked normally, I would have been like, well, you know, she's, she's parked. Taking a nap. Big deal. <laughs> but it didn't look right, and so I remember. So I wasn't playing Pokemon Go back then, but... <laughs> Uh, people are playing while driving and crashing their cars. I can absolutely oh see that, my too. God. I have to admit, I've played Pokemon while I was driving. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> when, I, when I was really obsessed with it the first couple, few days or something, you, you just can't stop. Yeah. You just have yeah. to. Anyway, I don't do it anymore. By, by the way, the, the uh, main reason I haven't played it isn't actually because I didn't play or didn't watch Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. Although that, that because I hadn't, it, that hasn't been a lure for me. Um but it's I'm just too lazy. I'm too lazy. I don't want to walk when I'm playing a video game. Right. Yeah, you can't play at home. Or you can, but it's very hard. Unless you live right next to some... That's uh, why I like Pocket Mortys, because I can play it anywhere. Uh, uh, let's see. A girl walked into traffic and got hit by a car. And, of course, she is trying to sue Pokemon for that. Yikes. People are trespassing on people's private property, which I, I can absolutely see because <laughs> there are things that are set up or, or say a Pokemon that you need is on someone's yeah. lawn. You got to go over there and get it. Right. And when you want something, it's it's a powerful pull. So I can absolutely see people. people uh, but the thing is, is to me, there are 10 million people playing this game in the United States. 10 million. <laughs> 10 million people in the United States and getting more all the time. If just 0.001% of them do something untoward, then you're going to have stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying, you know, well... You can grab any population of that size and find a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> right. I'm sure, you know, if you get 10 million knitters together, you know, there's going to be groups of knitters that are like, you know, shanking you for, for extra yarn or something. You know, it's just like... 10 million people, you know, shit's going to happen, you know? Anyway, and, and these 10 million people, on average, playing an hour a day. They're not just playing for like five minutes. You, you know, yeah. 10 million people, an hour a day. Okay, wow. so let's get into psychology. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsors, will we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're back. So let's talk about the psychology of Pokemon Go. What do you say, Berto? Let's do it. So the what's the obvious psychology concept occurring with Pokemon Go that we could comment on? Addiction. Right. And what else could you say about that? Uh, obsessive compulsive behavior. What brain process is occurring? Uh, reward the uh, like. Um uh, maybe dopamine or... Exactly. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Reward system in the brain, the dopamine system. You get a biological rush every time. A po- See, for those of you that, that know Pokemon, you know that rush. You know that fucking feeling you get when you get that Pokemon. If you've never played before, you'll be walking around and you're like waiting for to find a Pokemon. They're hiding in different bushes and stuff. And so you don't know when, when you're going to come across one. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a Pokemon. And you have limited time to go get it and capture it. And sometimes they get away. You can't capture it. 
And so if you actually and once it's yours, it's yours forever. You you own that Pokemon. It's yours. How, how do you capture? Do you have to fight it against another one or something? No, that's the that's the real way. But they changed it for this game. You throw a ball at it okay. and try to like capture it. You have to okay. hit it, and then sometimes they can escape. But anyway. So when you get that, it's a biological rush. It's similar to sex. It's similar to drugs. It's similar to gambling, like a piece of chocolate or jumping off a diving board. Well, because in sex, you have to throw balls at things, too. Yeah, it's exactly the same. And, you know, there's pocket monsters in sex. <laughs> uh, when you level up, that's pure conditioning. So you level up very quickly. Just like, every, you know, every game, they all, right. you know, game, video game... Uh, people know conditioning. <laughs> they know the reward system. They Diablo. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know that when um, when they were first prototyping Diablo, I'm talking about Diablo 1 back in like the 90s, when they were prototyping it, uh, the core thing that they were proving was simply that reward cycle. So they essentially had uh, a little demo that you, j- you would just click to get points and then every, every end it would ding a level or give you something else. And that alone seemed uh, rewarding and fun. Right. It, and, and it's been exemplified by things like, uh, what was that cow game? Remember the cow game? that the, Some dude put out... But uh, the cookie, the cookie... Uh, did you ever play the cookie game? Uh, yes, I did. And then there was one that was about cows, about tipping, or uh, not tipping, touching cows. Uh. And the reason he made that game was an answer to Farmville, basically. Uh. But he made it dead simple. All you had to do was touch the cows. And you got stuff. And you got cows. It was like, you touch the cows, you get cows. You it get more cows. Like yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Right, it's pure conditioning. And one of the best reward schedules you can have to reinforce the behavior is one, randomness. So if you don't know when a reward is... I'm, I'm trying to remember all my classic conditioning... Uh, learning behavior is um, uh, literature. <laughs> so I might be screwing some things up, but there, there are two different kinds of reward schedules. One is, is if it's random and spaced out enough, you will, it, it'll increase the motivation for the behavior. Because if you know when a reward is going to happen, it, you tend to say, well, I'm just going to wait for 10 minutes because eventually the reward's going to happen. But if you never know when it's going to happen... So Pokemon you know, has that hands down. You're walking along. You have no idea what's going to happen. The other thing is with leveling up. When you level up uh, f- you know, one, two, three, four, five, it's very quick. Right. Y- you can level up in a night to five. But leveling up, I know someone who's trying to level up from 22 to 23, and it's, take, <laughs> it's taking her, like, weeks. Yeah. And so... It's the World of Warcraft ramp that they... Do you remember how, as they would add levels, the last 10 levels they would always add, they would do things to speed up all the previous levels. Oh, really? So they would release, like, oh, 4x point multipliers this weekend. Yeah. Because they... they you know, the, it would get exponentially harder at the top. Right. But if they made it always like that at the bottom, then no one would ever reach the top of the new players. Right. So they wanted to incentivize the new players. <laughs> right, exactly. So, and it has that system. And so, you know, there's, there's just, a, and they have a lot of different little things in the game along those lines, not just levels, not just Pokemon, but they have like gyms and eggs 
and like you can hatch eggs if you walk around. Um, anyway, so so that's so that's one thing we say is dopamine reward system. The other thing we can say what's what's another element of this game that that you think makes it popular besides dopamine rewards? Well, uh, there is definitely nostalgia for uh, a large chunk of the Pokemon population because maybe not you, maybe not me, but. There are a lot of people. Pokemon is a very famous, oh, yeah. very successful franchise for oh, yeah. 20 years. There, there are some people that this is like half of their life. Yeah, it's like if Star Wars had come out with something in AR for us. Yeah, and if you're not in that world, then you don't know. But I know people who Pokemon, that's the only game they played from the age of like, you know, 8 until 18. Right. And they just could, they couldn't wait for the next Game Boy Pokemon to come out. And that's all that they played. So yeah, nostalgia, a big thing. What, what's another reason, do you think, that people play this game? Um, I actually think a sense of community because I've seen how, well, and this happens with a lot of phenomenons like that, where all of a sudden you feel like, oh, you're doing it too? Oh my God, now I'm part of a thing. Right. And then you see the videos of like the swarms of people and you're like, oh, I'm doing that too. Right, right. So if this game, if I was if I was the only one I knew playing this game, like I would have stopped Lost playing. Yeah. <laughs> but when I again, I'm in Spokane. I'm with my mom, uh, my cousins. I'm with all my family, and we're we're running around because the big event was in Seattle. There was no Pikachu's, oh. or at least it was seemingly no. P- you know, Pikachu is yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the mascot, the main one, the main one. And when we were in Spokane, there were rumors of Pikachu's and like the, my nephew said, I got a Pikachu and like all of us just start freaking out, you know, and so <laughs> where are we going to get the Pikachu? And so, you know, when, when we got one, it was like this big deal. And so, yeah. So yeah, definitely like <laughs> playing it uh, together is a big deal. What's another factor that you think? Um, okay. The, collection aspect of it okay uh, people like collecting you know different things uh and in this case many games take advantage of that for example uh I, I love the batman games that have come out in the last few years and even though your main quest is to go get the joker go do this and that all along you are finding little things that are hidden and strewn about. And then you have this little like trophy case with all the little posters you've found and all the secrets you've found. And there's something addicting about, I have three holes still. I can't finish the game until I get, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the first time I played that was, or I got that sense, was during the 1980 Olympics with, with McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And they had the, the little the, the, the um, stickers or yeah, whatever? Yeah, well, it was Monopoly. Oh, Monopoly. Yeah, so like you could get like Park Place and stuff, oh, okay. and, and and my family was just obsessed with that. It, <laughs> it was like you know, probably every Olympics, McDonald's does some version of that. Sure. But for some reason, in 1980, it was like a really popular game because I think it was like wow. peak McDonald's. Because right now, like McDonald's, it has like a mixed reputation. Yeah. In 1980, I think it it had a like. Just a hundred percent positive yep. reputation at the time. Anyway, if you were a kid in 1980, yeah, and and a parent said, "All right, where do you want to go for breakfast this Saturday, or where do you want to go right now?" It's if McDonald's. you want, it's like McDonald's. I want to, yeah. I want the hot cakes with the, or I want a Happy Meal, or I want yeah. whatever. Yeah, I had, I think, my fifth birthday party at McDonald's. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and that's right. They had all those. Little, so I was, I was gonna say, I, actually, no, they no play, no playroom, just. 
just at one of the booths. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> okay. the playrooms were... This is 1976. Oh, so it was before the... Before the playrooms. The playboom. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say the, the motto of uh, Pokemon was, you got to catch them all. Right. So that was built into the, <laughs> right. into the story there. Right. So I have some other things. You mentioned being outside. I think that that actually makes it much more appealing to me. Because one... It's summertime, you're outside, it's fun. I wonder how this game's going to play like when it starts getting nasty outside, you know? Well, sorry, if for for the gamer in me, that's kind of neat because especially if I lived in a snowy area, because then you're like Han Solo out in Hoth <laughs> looking for stuff, you yeah. know? Also, it makes it special to play. So if you could just play in at home, then... You just, I would imagine getting bored with it really quick. Sure. But since you actually have to make a special trip, like the amount of time I've spent actually playing the game is actually pretty minimal because I need actual time to like go out, <laughs> you know? And you have to go to places where they're Pokemon. Like outside where I live right now, there's not a lot of Pokemon in this neighborhood. You got to go to like Green Lake or something. I see. And my God, Green Lake, you know, is packed. Pokemon are packed, yeah. Interesting. It also makes it feel more real because of the augmented reality. You know, yeah. you're, it's like it's not just a video game on your phone. It feels like you're interacting, and there's these sure. different like posts and stuff that you can go to and get stuff from. And I don't know. It just feels like it feels like you're in a real world game. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to other AR stuff coming out. Imagine how it would feel if you were wearing AR glasses. And you were doing it? And just running around. Because then, because, you know, with the phone, you still know that if you hold the phone down, you don't see it. Right. But then when you're wearing the glasses, if they're good enough future glasses in, say, three years or something, yeah. then you're actually like, oh, my God. It's like the suspension of disbelief is constant. I know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I think the design of the game is actually another huge appeal because it is extremely simple. Mm -hmm. The game is extremely simple, elegant, and fun. It's very simple. Like... To me, one of the biggest problems with video games today, like on Xbox and stuff, is just how fucking complicated these things are. It's like, <laughs> I don't have time to like learn an entire system of, of technology, essentially. Right. I just want to sit down and, and play a game for a half an hour and then go to bed. I don't want to have to go online and learn how to like, okay, when you like Fallout 4, the whole, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, bright colors... Uh, it has a slight mystery to it. Um, it's very easy to play. Like I said, when I got my mom on it, she instantly could figure out how to play it. You know, it's it's extremely easy. My understanding is that there's also like a map mode where it shows you a map, yeah. and then it's it's not really the world. It's like this alternate kind of reality sort of thing. No, it's it's a it's basically a map of of the world. You oh, know, okay. it has streets and but it's like drawn. It looks cartoonish. Cartoonish. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, it's a distraction. You know, life sucks sometimes, and Pokemon Go provides a distraction, uh, an innocent d distraction. Uh, it's, it's interesting that, the, to me, the IP is a lot of it, although everything you've mentioned absolutely contributes to it, because that same company, they, they came from Google, and they I, were IP? Google uh, Intellectual Property. Oh. That they started at right. Google. Well, because there's another game that came just before it, Ingress, that was very similar, but hardly anyone played. Are you it. talking about Ingress? Yeah, that was from that same team. Yeah, that's what they did while they were at Google, and 
you know, they basically had this really cool, it's cool tech and a cool idea, but, you know, it had a, a loyal but small following because right. it wasn't about a known topic. And it was adult themed, mm-hmm. right? It was more like, like, wasn't it like spies and this kind of stuff? Yeah, but it was sci-fi-ish, but oh. yeah. It, but it certainly wasn't, like, here. here's, if you're going to do something um, in an innovative tech field yeah y- you should pair it with something known as yeah. far as because you could do that spy game or whatever in a more traditional game format and then maybe not have the same barrier to entry well i don't know but perhaps the narrative is well we got all the we we got all the bugs out with ingress sure and then when we got the ip of pokemon we yeah. we we already knew how to get this thing going that's right and okay so there's a backlash there's a lot of haters Lots of haters, yep. lots of Pokemon Go haters. Just go on the internet. I don't get it. It's it's. I don't understand why people have to put. I I've experienced haters in my personal life. You know. Yeah. I'll be like playing Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon Go. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's just this instant. You know, if you don't want to play it, fine. You know, right. there are there are all sorts of things I don't like to do that other people do. Right. But I don't have to fucking voice it. <laughs> that I don't like it, and I think you're stupid for doing it. I, I kind of feel like th- I've seen three buckets of haters. I'm, there's probably more, but I've seen three. One of them is what you're describing, which is not uncommon, where it's the it's the basically like kids these days, get off my lawn syndrome, that yeah, kind of thing. Right. The second one is people that actually liked it or were playing it, but are very, very fanatical. And then when they changed some aspects, they rebelled and like, oh, they ruined the game. They broke the mechanic. And that was because they changed, I guess, that you could, I, I, since I haven't played, I don't know, don't know all the details, but I, I guess at first you could do a thing where it would um, it would tell you if you were near to a Pokemon or something like that. Yeah. And then at some point they... They, um, they got rid of that. Well, because someone, they were able to make third-party apps that could show you the locations of the Pokemon. So then they turned off that feature and then people got super pissed because of that. Uh, so there was that bucket. And then the third bucket was uh, people that I heard were angry because the service w- would go down a lot and things like that. Yeah. Well, essentially, they didn't know that 10 million people were going to be playing this. And so it had a lot of had a lot of lags in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Right. So I don't understand why people have to poop on someone else's parade. You know, I, I don't I don't go around talking about how much I hate people who like to watch soccer or something. You know what I mean? It's like sure. if, if you like to watch soccer, then great. You know, it's there's all sorts of like I said, there's all sorts of things that other people do. Like the majority of things that pe- that humans do, I don't do. So I hate people that go around pooping on other people's things that they love and they don't hate. Yeah. You know, like if someone's wearing polka dots, I don't like wearing polka dots, but do I go around the street just go, people who wear polka dots are stupid. You know, I don't know. I mean, I understand if it's impacting your life somehow, you know, like a Pokemon Go player like runs you over in their car. Like, I get it, but sort of that, you know, I yeah. say I say shut up. Um, basically, why do you think they're like that? Why do you think they're parade poopers? Why are, why are they, why do they do that? Well, I think, okay, so for example, when something gets very, very popular with maybe an audience that you're not a part of, like Titanic. Titanic is a movie that I enjoyed, but once it started becoming such a ridiculous phenomenon with the teenage girls, <laughs> once it started becoming such a 
Becoming. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. Once, once it started becoming such an amazing or ridiculous phenomenon with the uh, girls from a certain age to a certain age, and that they saw, they would stand in line and see it like eight times and things like that. I think a lot of us young males started getting resentful towards that franchise, even though I enjoyed it when I saw it. Then I remember the conversation with me and my friends was like, mm, freaking Titanic. Yeah. Oh, freak. And I even started saying, I don't know how much I did, but I know those around me definitely like, oh, Leo DiCaprio sucks, man. Yeah. Even though I actually liked his performance, I liked him as an actor then and before and after. So I think that tends to happen because we were not that audience. We were not those young girls going to see it over and over. Yeah. So maybe you feel left out. Yeah. Know? I think it's based on insecurity. I think when you are insecure, it will manifest in all sorts of ways, including this. I think the more secure you are, the more you live and let live. The more right. you're just like, yeah, okay, if you, if you know, I don't know. It's I'm not into it. You're right. you're super into. It. I'm glad you're into it. In fact, the more secure you are, the more happy you are with other people's happiness. Right. And if Pokemon's go, Pokemon Go is giving other people happiness, then you feel happy for those people. Yeah, I think that was part of it with Titanic, is because you know, again, us young guys, we're looking around, we're like, wait, why are you obsessing over Leonardo? Why don't you obsess over me? Yeah. <laughs> also, I think there's sort of like a, a game theory element in that if. If you, it, you know, you have a choice, you, you can either love something or hate something. And if you love it, then the people who hate it are going to think you're stupid. And the people who love it are just going to think, well, yeah, you love it. I see. But if you hate it, then it, the people, the other people who hate it will think, yeah, you're one of our, you're one of the smart people. And the people who love it will just be hurt by you. Okay, so that works a lot with bands, for example, because you know there there are bands where uh, you're like, oh, I went and saw the Smashing Pumpkins, and it's like, I saw them when they were unknown. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Uh, when I was in high school, whenever I think about this phenomenon, I think about this moment in high school when I was at my senior party. You know how uh, you have like a senior party, yeah. and we are on this island in the in the Puget Sound. Nice. And it was up all night and, you know, be yeah. dancing music. And, you know, we, you and I love Depeche Mode. Oh, yeah. We, we love Depeche Mode. Like, it's one of our... Absolutely. It's one of our favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Particularly in the 80s when oh, they yeah. were still making out. Climax. <laughs> and Depeche Mode came on and I turned to my friends and I said, DM, let's dance. Yeah. And this girl, this like early proto-hipster uh-huh. whom I like but she's a proto-hipster uh-huh. goes just looks at my face and goes DM eh. and uh-huh. I just th- and I just <laughs> thought like why would you poop on my parade I I, right. I did nothing to you I wasn't right. even talking to you Depeche Mode came on. I turned to my friends. I said, DM, let's go dance. And then she fucking snarls in my face. (laughs) And I just thought, like, what is, why would you do that? You know, like, what is the, what is the impulse there to poop on someone else's parade? (laughs) So, anyway. No, but you're right. Because, you know, there, so one of the things is when something explodes very fast um, and you feel like you're in the minority, then what you were saying is a fact, a factor because if I feel like I can band with others that haven't seen or don't like or whatever, and then we can together say, yeah, that's a pointless endeavor, then we have a sense of community even though we don't have to participate in the thing that's going on, in the phenomena. Right. This happens when, for example, a big movie comes out and uh, you haven't seen it and 
everyone you know and their mothers are seeing it, but you and a few others get online and you're like, ah, it's, it's, I'm sure it's stupid. Those previews look stupid. I hate it anyways. And I, now I hate anyone who likes it. And right. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I, I, I like to think uh, what would happen if a movie like, say, Batman versus V Superman, yeah. if that was an indie film that came out of like Korea that no one saw. <laughs> You know, it would be huge with yeah. with the nerds. The nerds would just be completely freaking out about. It. I think like, so. Like like if you could only get your hands on like a import DVD or something, yeah. I it's I guarantee you they would love it because there are movies like that. For yeah. instance, from Korea, that are really unknown. Yeah. That I think are you know average movies right. at best, but they are beloved yeah. in a certain group of people. But because it's a big blockbuster and it has tons of, of mm-hmm. marketing, it's... And it has two very tricky characters because they're so beloved, so well-known, blah, 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 right. blah. Well, but I, I say even if even with that, you yeah. know, even if it was... Anyway, so, but the, the bottom line is, is that, we, you know, we're looking at why this is popular. But the bottom line is, is it's impossible to know why this game is so popular, <laughs> honestly. It doesn't make any sense. Every day... Tens of games are being released. Well, that, the part, yeah, with very similar mechanics, yeah. and people say, "Oh, it's AR." It's like, well, there's been other AR yeah. games, and in fact, AR is actually I actually a lot of including me will turn off the AR because it it's harder to play yeah. with the AR, AR. That's what I was reading. That that's why I was asking about the map. But maybe that's what I was reading is that people prefer the map sometimes because it's it's easier, right? And so it's it's really just impossible to know why it's so popular. I, I think that we've identified reasons why it did well, but the question of the magnitude of how well it did—that's where it's a magic. Yeah, it's like I think you if you planned the same thing twice, right? One of those times, it's not going to do as well. Oh yeah, I guarantee <laughs> you, there are you know tens of thousands. You know this of dudes sitting around trying to make the next Pokemon go. That's right. Uh, for the next 10 years, yep. people are going to be like... It's been funded immediately. Yeah. That's what I said. The, the first week it was happening, I'm like, oh, they have funded just now. This week they funded like 100 projects right. that were not going to get funded. <laughs> right. So, you know, you just, you just never know. Um, so I'll conclude by saying, as with all new reward systems, eventually they start to lose their luster. And with Pokemon Go... I had an increase of, you know, I needed more Pokemon. I needed yeah. more powerful Pokemon. I needed to do the gyms. I needed to ca- hatch some eggs. I was, you know, it's like trying to get your fix. The first time I got one Pokemon, I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Then you need 10 Pokemon. Then you need 100. <laughs> and then I went to Green Lake where Pokemon were. In fact, there's this one spot, and for those of you who know the game, understand this. There's one spot where there are three uh, Pokemon stops. And if you sit in this one spot, you have access to all three of those stops, meaning mm-hmm. that every minute or so you can get stuff from those three spots. And you don't even have to move. You can just sit there. And you're at the lake. You're at a nice you know, spot. So you can mine there. All right, day. yeah. You just sit there. And since there are so many people there, a lot of people altruistically will drop lures on all three of those stops. And so there are just herds of Pokemon coming to that spot. And you don't even have to move. And so... I just said I was just in heaven. I was just like, as soon as I got one Pokemon, there were three more Pokemon I could choose from, and I and I said, oh, I don't have that one yet. And I was just like, Pokemon after Pokemon, and then after that, 
it was like it lot the game sort of lost yeah. its luster because I how can I it doesn't it, you know when I'm walking around this neighborhood and like one Pokemon is show up like well if I went to Green Lake right now I'd be just <laughs> I'd just be drowning in Pokemon and and so eventually you know the game starts to lose its luster a little bit I still play it but not nearly the way I did before. That's what happens with things like, you know, Grand Theft Auto, when you turn on all the cheat codes. Yeah. It's so fun for like, I don't know, maybe half an hour. Because you, you turn on the tank and you get the FBI going, you get the, the, the military after you. And for about a half hour, you're sitting there just laying waste to everything. You're like, oh, this is so great. But then after that half hour, you're like, well, I've kind of seen everything there was to see. Yeah. Now what do I do? That's why I don't like cheat cheat yeah. modes because of that. It just it it's it ruins it. It's like it takes away all the tension. And this is a, an, an an existential question that imagine if if you were a super being like Superman, but even more so where you could, you know, let's say you could instantly teleport anywhere within a few light years, and you were impervious to heat, weather, bacteria, everything. At, at that point. What becomes interesting is an interesting question. <laughs> well, they tried to ask that question in Watchmen with the, yeah. with the blue guy, yeah. and I thought that it was an interesting answer yeah. that they had. Well, that does it for another episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it. Yeah.